0: Yo, another day, another twenty seven fifty, right? That's 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 what you told me. That's what you told me off the air, man. What? What? Twenty seven fifty? Yeah, you
1: have learned. You have learned. Another day, another twenty seven fifty, man. That dollar, that's a lie. You know, cost of living. We can discuss that later, though. Yeah,
0: you're going to have to explain that. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Halock. Uh, Some big news dropped as soon as we dropped our last pod. That is, of course... Uh, the extension of one George Kittle. We'll get into that. And I have a theory on that, E.D. I know we've been talking about this for a large part of the offseason. I will talk about uh, my theory on that. Um, how about the cornerback the battle? Opposite Sherm. Uh, you got E-Man over there. You got Akilo Witherspoon. But then there's also this one Jason Verrett, right? Hmm. We'll get into that a little bit. And then also uh, the injury of Jalen Hurt. How does that affect the wide receiver room? Obviously, your heart goes out to Jalen Hurt. Uh, he's going to be out for the season with a torn ACL in case you missed that. Uh, this podcast, of course, is brought to you by Manscaped. And uh, ED, let them know how they can get on board.
1: Uh, Well, everyone should know by now that 2020 has been the year where we have seen things that are completely out of our control. You know, Rashawn, there's things happening that that we just can't fix. But one thing that you have complete control over is crop dusting. (laughs) You can take care of your junk. There should be no bush right now. I mean, summer is completely here. Um, and whether you're listening in Southern California, whether you are listening in the Midwest and the South it's hot, man, Northern California right now, it's hot everywhere. So the last thing you want is a big bush that could possibly burst into flames. We see that happening all over here in, in um, California, there've been lightning strikes that have started fires, do not allow static electricity to start a fire in your pants, we cannot have that happen. And and Manscaped is here to provide you the best grooming tools for that experience. So, in fact, listeners of the show right now, you you will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ERIC at Manscaped.com. Easy to remember now. That's 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code ERIC. All right, it's 2020. It's time to take the horns, grab hold of grab hold of them, and take care of shaving your front trunk. Okay?
0: That's right, the front <laughs> trunk. You got you got to take care of it. You got to. Um, first time I've probably ever said front trunk in my life. So another first milestone time
1: here. Can I tell you something? That's the first time I've ever actually thought about saying that, and I was looking at it on the copy, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Front trunk.
0: Front trunk reminds me of the uh, – <laughs> remember those old-school Beatles that had the uh, the Volkswagen uh, Bugs that had the, the the trunk in the front? Remember that? Old, yeah. old, old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, Um, This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. We're located wherever you find podcasts. Go ahead and download uh, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and leave us uh, a nice review or a not so nice review if you're not really feeling us. Go ahead, and feel free to do that too. We we welcome all uh all all reviews um and, and all insights and critiques and what have you. Uh, we're on social media also at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore and now on the old Instagram I'm at Watch Ray Ray and my man Ed is at underscore Bump and Run. Uh George Kittle. All right, we've been talking about him. Faithful yeah. been talking about him. They they've like they've been like, "Look, we, we got to re-sign this guy. Our whole point this entire time is at what cost?" Uh 5 yeah. years, 75 million dollars. Uh, that's the cost. 18 million dollar signing bonus, 30 million guaranteed at signing. You got 40 million in total guarantees uh for George Kittle. Um this is a little bit more Then, uh, at least I thought they should have won. I believe you too, Uh as well. Ed, we talked about this. Um, we were thinking maybe that 12-13 million dollar range. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the the highest uh, average annual value for a contract for a tight end was Austin Hooper, he was at 10.5, Hunter Henry is at 10.6, but that's on the franchise tag. So, you figure you can go up, you know. Two, three million dollars. You you'll still set the market for a tight end in George Kittle, but they yeah. ended up going an entire five million more ed. Yeah,
1: well, I, I was on record and number when I was asked. Someone just put me under a gun and said, "What would you pay him?" And I I said I would offer him thirteen five. I said thirteen five, and I, and reason being, um, I, I was like. Concerned about that next cap where it's going to be how things are going to drop how it's going to play out over the next few years when they start to make up from this year and making certain that I have this window open to be able to hold on to certain players that I know I want to hold on to because remember the Niners got a lot of high end players everybody's loving. Okay, everybody's loving Fred Warner and everybody's, you know, all these guys you start looking at and, like, you like what's happening. You like these offensive players that you've drafted and, and where they're going to go. Okay, you got to pay them. You're yeah. also going to have to bring in some other players as guys get older and start to leave. You're going you're gonna to have to pay these guys. So how much of that salary cap are you going to let go? That was my thing when – because every everything over the mat, when you start looking at the tight end position, is salary cap space that you're eating and taking from somebody else. That's money from other positions that got to go because you identify, you got to identify eight to 10 guys. Yeah. And, and eight, that, that those eight to 10 guys are going to be your million dollar a game players. That's, that's the way I look at it. Um, some of those players are going to count for more than one, like your quarterback, you, you got to figure they're going to count for two of those, those, because when I say a million dollars a year. So you figure 17 million um, is what that guy's going to get your quarterback is going to double that probably times and a half. You're going to have a defensive lineman that's going to be a player and a half. You're going to, cause you're going to get a 20, $25 million pass rusher at some point. Um, And then it's like, you got to have either a corner or a safety. You got to have a linebacker on your offensive line. You're going to have an offensive lineman. That's like a player and a half. And then the rest of them. So you got to start looking at it that way. How much more do you want to give up? I, long story short, I'm happy. We, I, we all wanted Kittle. I wanted to know where they were going to be. And this is what I put my faith in, is that the um, guys upstairs for the Niners, they are privy to much more information about where the cap is headed than I am. So, like I said, I was at 13-5. I was like, I'll give him 13-5. And I told the guys when I said that on air, I said, if you twist my arm, I'd get close to 14 they went fifteen. They know more about the cap and where it's going to go than me. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay. For yeah, now, I, I've been seeing we'll some see stuff. It, we'll, but... Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. And and if if that cap becomes an issue, if we start hearing in another season or two, now we're they're up against the cap and all these all these issues. Remember, they just gave away five million dollars of cap space.
0: Yeah. So. From what I've been hearing lately is that it looks like the cap may go back down, at, at least next season. Um, I mean, of course, that obviously hasn't been confirmed yet, but, you know, we're in a pandemic, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. I find it hard to believe that the cap will continue to rise with these uh, circumstances we're in, especially where you're in a situation where some teams will be playing in front of no fans. And the majority of teams will be playing in front of an extremely reduced capacity and like, you know, anywhere from 15 to 25 percent. Now, that being said, we've talked about this a lot and almost ad nauseum in terms of how much is too much and and will it, you know, how much will you hamstring yourself by, um, you know, Making making such a large offer to George Kittle, um, but I've been thinking about this ever since he signed. Perhaps and maybe perhaps, and, and you can I definitely want to see where you stand on this or, or if this theory of mine has any legs at all. But George Kittle, they're they're paying him outside of the range in terms of top ten wide receivers, right? Uh-huh. Perhaps what this 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 organization is saying is. He is our number one wide receiver, right? We're yeah, he we're, is. we're giving he is. we're giving this money to him, and so therefore there aren't really any intentions on paying top wide receiver money to any of our wide receivers or anyone in our wide receiver room. So. And from that standpoint, we keep our wide receiver numbers low from a cap standpoint. We have Kittle as the highest tight end in the league, but still maybe doesn't hurt us too much from a cap standpoint. And we operated from there with George Kittle as the number one tight end in the league, our number one pass uh, catching target, as well as everything else that he does for us. And so that way we can ab- we're can we able to kind of watch the cap from that standpoint. What, 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 what does that sound like to you?
1: Uh, Well, that's great. And I can see you doing that now. Uh, You know, I have already said, you said, we've said since we started this um, um, podcast that Kittle is the number one receiver. So I get that. And then you also pay guys, you know, there's you reach a point to where they're paying you beyond what you do on the field. What do you bring in the locker room? What do you bring to the huddle? What do you bring to the practice field? All of those things go into your salary. They don't just pay you based on your, um play or those things are going to be they, they will be used to enhance or uh, declassify uh, reasons at times for pay so kiddo it's the total package the energy what he brings the playmaking ability that he brings um his standing as the number one receiver, he's done that and proven that he can do that. All of that makes sense. So everything you're saying right there makes sense. The problem is going to come when you do have a receiver because uh, you're going to need it. Kittle, Kittle can't remain. Kittle can't remain your number one receiver, and um, and even with the way the game is changing, he can't remain your number one receiver and the offense do the things that's necessary to win a championship.
0: You don't think so? I
1: think I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you're going to have to you're going to have to get some other threats because what's going to happen if if he is that guy, what what happens when that guy is taken away? You got to have more than one. You got to have an outside threat. You have you have to have receivers that I cannot play man to man against. If if I can play man to man against your receivers, I can dictate what you do defensively because if I can put my corners on your wideouts and take them out a body on a body that means I got extra pieces to double kittle and I, and I don't I don't care how good kittle is I don't care how good he is if I know he is your only threat I can take that away I can make it very very difficult for him to be able to get things done consistently for you that's why you got to have some receivers making plays that's why even last year think about what happened think about all kittle did but the offense didn't open up until you got Sanders. How much better did the offense get when you when you got Sanders? When you had somebody else that um, coordinators are saying we can't just single this guy up and leave him out there because he can make plays. It's just it's just the it's just the thought of it. It changes the way you're going to play defense. So if when you get that guy, you just drafted B.A. in the first round, you can't tell me you drafted him that high with the intent of him always being your the second best receiver. So, at some point, you're going to have to pay somebody at that wide receiver position. If they're not already in your um, building, you're going to have to go get them at some point. So, we'll see once we get to there. But all of this with Pan Kittle, my whole thing has been not to mess up this championship window. And I think they have a, they have a two- to three-year window if done properly that window could probably easily stay open 4 or 5 years because yeah, yeah, so done young. properly
0: is a is key phrase there because yeah. our, we already see how next offseason can be very very tricky especially on yeah. the defensive side of the ball
1: yes yes so so that's so it's a question of so so now we're going back to that cap how much is it going to cost you to fill some of those positions if you don't fill those positions how young are you willing to Get at those positions because you can always Go cheap I'll never forget my boy Tim McDonald he used to say it all The time all the time we, They should do things they bring guys In and his comment would always Be always remember guys you get what you pay For And that's what that's what he used to always say you get what you Pay for you can you can save money You can let guys go and that's why When, like, when we lost Dion you know Ricky Waters started leaving you know John Taylor's gone it was like okay you can replace Them and you can save some money, but remember, you get what you pay for.
0: Yeah, no, and, and to your point, I I see what you're saying. I don't know that I take necessarily such a hard and fast stance on that approach, but if but the comparison about B.A. I think is a good one. Um, but you have what five years with him, right? And by time it's time to pay him, if he gets to that point where it, it it's time for him to get big time money, then Kittle's contract would would be winding down, and then obviously at that point you would have a decision to make. But at least for the next five years, I think you have, um. You have that opportunity in place where, where it could still it could still necessarily work out that way. Um, Kay, kay, it, let, me, let, me, let me
1: jump in one thing before we move off of this because uh, I know we can go. You don't have five years with B.A., not if he's playing well. You look at what the trend has done and what has happened now. These kids, remember, there's a reason why the career is three years. And they put that extra year in there so that teams would have that extra leverage on their high-end uh, draft picks. But what is happening after three years all these guys are saying they want more money hold out. and and yeah. and and what and the trend look at it the trend has been give these guys their contracts after um with, with two years left these guys have all started negotiating after their third season yeah. so you don't have that I, I don't think you have that long with ba if he's playing well
0: that's fair no fair point fair point you you, you do see you do see that um the uh, – let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, So you look over at cornerback position opposite Sherman, and, and, all, and it seems like, you know, a good portion of the offseason we've been talking about Keela Weatherspoon and whether he'll be able to regain that opportunity. And, and, you know, perhaps he'll be given a chance when training camp starts. Richard Sherman came out and said – I want to say the start of camp. You know, E Man was the top corner or, or the starting corner, I should say, uh uh-huh. you know, coming into camp at that time. But all of a sudden, uh, here comes Jason Verrett. And I mean, this is a guy who can play. He's he's just been he's been riddled by injuries his entire career. But the 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 lone season where where he was healthy back in twenty fifteen, he was a pro bowler. He played fourteen games, he had three interceptions, one of those was uh, was was uh, a pick six, and this was just his second year in the league, and it looked like he was starting to ascend towards being one of the top corners in the league, and, you know, he's just kind of been hit with one injury uh, after another. But if... If this guy is well, E.D., and and I know I've kind of overlooked him. I know you've been talking – ever since we started doing this podcast, he's a guy who you've talked up a bunch, either on the pod or on the pod, after the pod or the pod, before the pod. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, if if he's right, this guy, he can play. He can get after it. Uh,
1: If if he is right, uh, you know, I've said it before. I will say it again. I've always said if he is healthy – he is starting. I, I've always said that. You know it. You, you know, I'm not just making this up because all of a sudden Salah made a comment about him or something. You know, I've been saying this from the start. If he's healthy, he's better than all, he's, he's better than E Man. He's, he's better than Witherspoon. If he's healthy, um, he's more experienced. It's just a question of his body holding up. Um, and I think the Niners. Well it's not even I think I mean, the coaches obviously know what he's doing. That was part of the reason why they brought him in and they signed him even when he was injured, because they know um, what could what could go on and what could be if he's healthy. It's the same thing they did with Sherm. They're like if this guy gets back healthy and he plays at the level he's capable of playing at, then we have something. Sherm's healthy now, you got something. If if J V is if J V is healthy, um, I, I I think he will play himself. Uh, throughout camp, if given the opportunity, I think he'll take advantage of it, um, and and play himself back into. Uh, it is going. To, it may take him a minute to play himself back into that type of rhythm, but dude can play, man. He can play. He, he can play. And, and if nothing else, it's going to. What I like about it with him coming in, and even what they're doing, and think about it, they are truly, truly looking at him. When they're, 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 they're allowing him to practice. They're moving Sherm over to the right side saying, JV, we want you to get back into that zone. You were in, he was a left corner. He wasn't flopping and flipping and all that. He he was playing left corner. And this is what he was good at. We want to see you in your comfort zone. Um, And they're giving him that opportunity. And if he, if nothing else, he's going to, everybody should appreciate it. He'll, he'll raise he'll raise the level of competition at that position because those two guys were competing against one another and all they were doing is swapping places
0: yeah you you, mentioned, the, you yeah. mentioned something left side right side and, and him going over to the left side and Sherm, you know he's made a career there at the left side is is that are we talking just comfort here or are, are there some unique uh traits that can make you better on one side versus the other?
1: Uh, well, yeah. Well, number, number, Well, first of all, being on the playing left corner, you're on the hot corner. Um, by that, I mean, think about uh, all the quarterbacks in the league are right-handed.
0: Yeah. So right? They're looking your way.
1: So so it's the, the absolute easiest throw for every quarterback, every starting quarterback, every, the easiest throw, their first read is to your side. You don't get bad balls. It's rare that you get... It's rare that you get late throws to the left side of the field. It's rare that you get overthrows to the left side of the field. Um, under throws to the left side of the field. Normally, that's when a quarterback has to switch, set his body, go backside, go to his second reads and all those things. That's where the great quarterbacks come in because they're turning around blind and they are throwing in the windows where things are supposed to be. Um, and that's why they always talk about these quarterbacks going to their second and third reads. No one ever really says anything about the quarterbacks who come out and they just zip them over there to, to that, to the left side of the field, but you don't get bad balls. It's, it's, it's harder to play on the left side than it is on the right side because of that. You don't get, it's rare that you get a bad ball. You have to be in position to play it. Now, the other aspect of it is just, it's just from a person physically um, just, you know, what's your strong side? Because remember on the left side of the field, you're, you're pushing playing left corner. Everything is, for the most part, is pushing left to right. You're always doing everything from that side, which is normally most guys are right-handed. That's not the strong. That's not your strong leg. It's not your strong arm. So you have to work on all of these things much more, um, and and breaking that direction. So it's it's so physically most guys come into the league where it's easier for you to do things on the right side, but it's harder to do it from the left side. Uh, so that's that's kind of the easiest way to explain it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it, it it makes perfect sense and 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 I think that's that's very interesting that you 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 talked about that how they're they're throwing him right into the fire so to speak, you know, coming off uh-huh. the injury and and things of that nature. Um look, you give me a healthy Varette and Sherm you got one in the slot, obviously. E Man has showed the versatility to be able to play inside and outside. Uh-huh. I-, I will take that. And and Aquilo, and if he's right, you know, being able to spell guys for, yeah. you know, a couple plays here and there. Yeah. I will take that every day of the week, big dog.
1: Well well, look at this. This is what I'm gonna say right now. If 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 J V is healthy, I'm I'm with you on that, man. If you got if if you have Verrett healthy, you have Sherm healthy. You and you just said you you got you got K one healthy. You have um, Spoon and Mosley. I, I mean, I got five guys. We were just talking about what what you can do. If I can put a body on a body, if I can, if I can put a body on a body and handle your guys, yes. I think I got five guys that if they're playing well can can get me through a man to man down. And if I can put a body on your a body on a body, that means. I can let the rest of the dudes hunt.
0: Yes. I can
1: let all the mother dudes go hunt.
0: Yes. And and, and, and you already got a, a, a top tier defensive line. You you know what I mean? That's so what th- I'm those guys about. they're getting after it already. Like
1: That's what I'm talking about. I can let them hunt. I can just line up and say, you guys cover these little dudes and we're about to go beat up the quarterback. Trust me. Offenses know that. They fear that. Without question, they fear that.
0: Yeah, I I I I'll I'll take that. I'll take that, and uh, and, and I'm, I'm sure Salah will take that as well. Um, some unfortunate news uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Jalen Hurd uh, looks like he's going to miss the, rem- miss the entire year with the yeah. torn ACL. He missed all of his rookie year last year with a back injury. Um, he, he was impressive in the preseason uh, last year, uh, missed the entire 2019 season with the back injury. This was someone who – Uh, Had had a a terrific offseason by all accounts and someone who they were excited about and and looking towards being able to have uh, a a pretty solid year this year. and, And of course, to to provide even more depth inside that wide receiver room. So now all of a sudden you look at at this wide receiver room and, you know, there there was some depth there. But now you take a look at it, you got B.A., you got Bourne, and Bourne is coming off a a pretty good offseason as well, and and he showed some flashes uh, last year in in terms of making big playability. But Debo, you're not going to have, at least for the beginning part of the season, Hurd's going to be out for the rest of the season um this this wide receiver room starting to take a little bit of a hit uh here um you know richie james has battled a wrist here in the in the preseason
1: yeah
0: um benjamin of course has opted out uh trent taylor it it looks like you know he he's been doing some some good things here in the offseason um still haven't really heard much about pettis at all i don't know if i'm missing anything there yeah 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 but yeah
1: i mean Pettis, is Pet is they're you know, they're hyping up that he caught a couple balls across the middle and then, you know, like the Tavon Austins and guys like that. Um Yeah, uh, you, yeah you they yeah, they were they
0: were they they worked Tavon Tavon Austin out uh last week. Yeah. I mean this uh this this wide receiver room is looking a little a little bit different now heading into week one.
1: Uh well, um injuries are gonna happen. You're you're right. The guys who we were in and, and when we start talking about it when we were talking about one, two, and three, my one, two, and three that I thought was going to be, uh, I thought it was going to be um, um, Bourne, Ba, and uh, Debo. Yeah. So and I, and I think that's who it's eventually going to be anyway. Debo's going to heal from his foot. He's going to get back out there. It's a broken bone. They're going to sit him down. It's going to heal. Yeah, it's going to get thinner. We know that's a part of it. Remember, you still have Kittle. You got your number one wide receiver signed. Um, and I think you're going to move the other bodies around. Um, heard is someone I think they definitely wanted to see. I wanted to see hell, everybody wanted to see. wanted to see him work his way back into the lineup, but at, right now, he can't get himself healthy. Part of that could, you know, like even with the knee. I know knees are free injuries, but you know he's coming off the back. Um, I don't know if that's related to it because you start doing things and you start healing from from one injury, you know overcompensating can it, it happens and you get other injuries. Uh, of course, he's not trying to get injured, and hopefully he heals from this and gets back. But, yeah, man, it, it's it's thin, um, but you just need to get those guys healthy and then go from there. And I think eventually you will. Uh, don't know uh, who's going to be that other guy, um, but this is what they're working with. I, but I, I mean, it's, it's got to be those three guys because what do you see? Because I don't see Tavon table on Austin, something like that. Yeah, you work him out but Tavon's not going to come in. I don't even see him doing anything other than being a return guy for the Niners if they brought him in. Well, here's the um, thought about
0: Tavon. He he's a gadget guy, right? And and we and I've heard you say this a lot, right? You got little guys that play big and you got little guys who play little. And he's he's a little guy that plays little, right? He,
1: yeah, um, he plays he's he, yeah, he plays yes. Yes, he he's He's a little guy who plays below his sh- below his shoulders. Yeah, but which makes him really small.
0: I see. Yeah. I I look at what Kyle was able to do with Debo last year in terms of using him out of the back foot a little bit, getting him, uh, getting him with some quick hitters. You know, things of that nature. Obviously, Tavon's a guy who has to have the ball in his hands to be effective. Um, and, and if if you can get the ball in his hands quickly, which I think Kyle can do, I think. I think if, if anybody can get something out of this guy, it's got to be Kyle, right? Just just with this offense and and, and the, the the way that that it works and and the way that that it's been created, I can see Kyle finding some creative ways to get Tavon the ball. Um, but and you just you just hope it works. And, and at this point, we're just not sure, just because we really haven't seen it from Tavon, right? So it, this is a big big wish, big if here. Um, but obviously, I see Born. I see B.A. I, I, I think obviously mm-hmm. a lot in what has already been just, you know, an unprecedented offseason and training camp. Um, I think you're looking at a guy in B.A. who now even more, you know, is kind of, you know, being put on his plate and even more responsibility uh, even even kind of given to him. We talked about that when Debo went down and I think now it's even heightened a little bit more with Jalen Hurd going down. Um, Maybe Trent Taylor, maybe Trent Taylor is that third guy. Um, to go, yeah, well, to go Trent, along with 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 Ba and, and and Kendrick Bourne.
1: Well, this is going to get Trent Taylor an opportunity. Yeah, he'll get an opportunity if he can stay healthy, get a chance to make plays. But this also is going to help Pettis. I, I I mean, it's just I, I you but know, he, but he nutrition. has
0: to when the lights are on, you got to perform, right? Like it has to be. Well, yeah, on. well, that's everyone.
1: That's that's everyone. So, so I could go back to Tavon Austin when you were saying you think that um Kyle is the. The one who could get something out of him. I personally think the league has shown that he's too little.
0: I, I, that's more but of yeah, a he, wish. That's more of a wish. Yeah, actually. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, see, but see
1: that. See, but see that. That's so. That's the thing. I, I know what you're saying. You wish. See, I, I, I just look at it. You know how I am, man. It's it's nothing personal. I don't scout. You know, I scout with my head. I've seen enough of Tavon Austin, and I've seen guys try to hand him the ball out of the backfield and quick screens and all this stuff. He, you know, he'll have a play for you. But it's, it's, it's more bad than good. The league has shown that he's just too small for it. And the things that he did in college, he won't be able to do now. Um, uh, because he can't just rely on his speed when there are guys as fast as he is out there. And so that, that it's shown that. Now with Pettis, Pettis has had some things that he's been going through that he's not necessarily going through right now. And maybe his head's differently. Is different. And, um, and it's not a question... It's, it's not a question of whether or not he can play in the league. Like I say, he's just got to do it. Um, I think it's it's less of magician work from a coach and an, or a coordinator to put him in position to do things um, as opposed to perf- him just simply performing. And I kind of like that more than hoping that our coach is smarter than everybody else's coach. I kind of like the talented guy performing. Instead of a coach having to find a way to scheme this person's talent into existence, that's just the way I look at it. So I think I think with the injuries, it's given Pettis an opportunity, it, which is probably his last opportunity. But so what? That's that's all you need. Yeah. All you need is your last one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to to see. I mean, obviously they they brought in Tavon for a reason, right? Could it be only special teams? um i mean that 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 remains to be uh that remains to be seen um I, well, I know well
1: also well hold on hold on let me well, quickly quickly also remember that remember that expression i told you camp legs
0: yeah well they, you, it could you, be that it could be that too right i mean you this, these it. are impressed in the time yeah.
1: yeah you start breaking well when, when guys start going down when guys start going down the lines get shorter and you can only take so many reps you you really can. You can only you can only run so many routes. You can only take so many reps. There's only so much you can do a day um, before the guys, the healthy guys, start getting injured because pull muscles, those soft tissue uh, injuries, and all that stuff. Those are fatigue injuries. Yeah, that's why you see so many of them right now because you got these guys. This 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 group of guys that are playing right now, they are not accustomed. When we talk about the work and guys do all their things, but they're not accustomed to working on their own fully yeah. on their own. They are accustomed to the OTAs and the coaches saying, now we're in this phase and now we're in that phase. So a lot of guys aren't football ready right now. Yeah. So you're going to get some of those injuries, and you can't have really long lines. So that's part of the reason why you start looking at other guys to bring in as well.
0: And, yeah, and on top of that, I mean, that's that's training camp too also, right? I mean, we see this every year. Somebody goes down yeah. with an injury. Like, you know, Gerald McCoy just went down with a season-ending injury uh, the other day. Yeah. Uh, for the Cowboys, so I mean, this is this isn't this isn't exclusive to just this pandemic camp. Like this is something that we yeah. see uh, year in and year out. You mentioned something um, I didn't see this, but but you saw it. People just kind of giving Jalen Hurd a hard time. I know the report was that he failed awkwardly, and from personal experience, like I've seen this happen um, to guys before. I remember covering covering a USC practice. And I saw it happen to a couple of guys. I saw it happen to to George Farmer, and I saw it happen to Trey Madden. And these guy, it was a simple play, nobody around yeah. them making a cut, and they just go down. It, it was almost like almost like a sniper type situation, right? Like, yeah. And yeah. and all of a sudden, the report comes back torn ACL out for the season. Um, and it just uh, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, because no no one no one touched them it wasn't a contact injury or anything like that like it just it just happened um and and so I I haven't seen the video but I suppose this is kind of what happened with 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 Hurd suffice to say it's unfortunate well for people to 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 have disparaging remarks about him um I think that that's that's absolutely classless
1: see you're nicer than me i'm just gonna say to all the people that did that feel how you want to feel about me in this next comment but i hate you i hate you if you did that um i know we talk about ball and you and i talk about ball and there are times that we may be talking about ball in a way that people think that is not kind but we're talking about the play we're talking about the situation we're talking about the coaching decision um as it played out on film on the field we're not talking about the human we're not we're not sitting here uh being disparaging towards the human being the player the the coach um that owner or or whatever this is not directed towards them as a person Uh, when you start directing these things towards towards the humans that are out there doing everything that they possibly can um to do this gig and it's not an easy one it's really not an easy one um guys are so good at it that they make it look easy they make you think when you're sitting in your man cave that you can get it done um because of the work they put in and for you to anyone that went out and you want to get ugly yeah you know what i always said it i said it before you, you, when you buy your tickets, you buy your jerseys, you deserve the right you, and you've earned the right to cheer. And with that, I've always told guys they also um, deserve the right to boo when you do something that they don't approve of as a fan. That right there, I will never, ever do anything other than argue for the fan base on that. If you don't like the product that's being put out there, you deserve to voice your opinion just like you deserve to cheer and you can cheer. And no one has ever said, stop cheering for me. Uh, so don't get upset when they're booing, when when you're putting poo-poo on the field. But when you start attacking the human, I hate you. And and that right there, you said it, bro. That's classless. And, and you know what? Faithful are better than that. So I, I know you can get emotional about it, but you got to be better than that. And, okay, I'm off my soapbox.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you, you can't be a part of the faithful and uh, and call yourself a part of the faithful and acting like that. And, and and I mean, let's just think about it, right? Like, do you really think this guy – like, do you really think Jalen Hurd wanted to tear his ACL? After all he went through last year, missing an entire rookie year, you really think he wanted to, to miss year two? Like, do you really think yeah. J- Jason Verrett wanted to have that one good year and then come back with three straight injury-riddled years? Thank like, you. Like, let's, Tears Achilles like, and all like, – yeah. like, 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 let's use our adult brains here, folks. Um, and, and
1: and a lot of people are just like, well, they're still getting paid and all this stuff. So that's not what they want to do. They were going to get paid for playing as well. And that's and that, and you just said like there are things you just can't control. My wife's a tennis player. She she went up to hit an overhead and just tore her ACL. She went up went up to hit an overhead. Didn't no one around her jumped up, and and she felt it pop while she was up in the air when she jumped up. And, and came down and kept playing and all this stuff came. I'm like, I, I think I hurt my knee. And I'm like, you couldn't have. I don't know. But yes. So a couple of days later, we found we go get the MRI. And and the doctor's like, yeah, well, you got it. And I'm like, I was expecting him to say yeah uh, it was just twisted or something like that. He was like, nope, you tore it. Clean tear. yeah So that's just that's how it is. These guys are out working hard. The human body can only take so much stress. Things happen. But yeah, so come on. Yeah. Come on, these dudes don't want they're not trying to get hurt. No one is.
0: And that's that's pretty much the analysis that Jalen Hurt got back too. Just a, a straight ACL tear. Um so obviously uh heart goes out to him. Thoughts and prayers to him. Hope, hope hoping uh, a speedy recovery for him and, and that we can yeah. uh, get him back in in 2021. Uh, healthy and right, and, and and he can you know get on the field and, and show us what what he can do in the colors. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, thought, best wishes to him and his rehab and and all that. Um, he did another one in the books. No preseason games to talk about. Really, no hard knocks update either. Um, I did watch last night, but uh, I didn't really wasn't <laughs> I, I, there. Really was I mean, it's, it's different, right? It's weird. Like it's a pandemic training camp. There really wasn't much to talk about. Uh, other than the fact that Aaron Donald is just ridiculous um but I think we already no, know well, that yeah. but if you did, if you um, didn't know yeah, I, yeah but i mean he's news. like he's just he's just next level with it now just in terms of the skill like he's 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 even transformed his body a little bit more so like now the dude's just solid um and and so uh yeah i mean i, th- I think we they've they've kind of featured him a little bit last night but aside from that nothing i think there was something that i I wanted to talk about but i forgot so obviously it wasn't that important right um so yeah but uh i mean next week maybe next week hopefully i'll 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 have a little bit more and we can get into the you know uniqueness of training camp and how it kind of relates to this training camp it kind of depends on what the hard knocks producers put out there right so we'll have to
1: see um, yeah, it's what they want you to see. But right, yeah, this is all different. This is different uh, because just like we were talking about in this pod, that that cornerback battle that the coaches have going on. That's everything is going to be determined. That's juicy. That, way.
0: that gives us something to talk about. So I'm excited about yeah. this. I am. Well, I am.
1: But it's see, that's real. Because remember, I always say no one wins their job or loses a job. Opportunities are given and taken, and it's going to say a lot about the guy that they give that opportunity to yeah it's it's really that simple uh so sherm wasn't lying when he said that you know e-man is the starting corner he finished that way that's it it's the same thing i said about uh radio Raheem. i was like yeah you you're going into camp as the starting guy let's see who who gets those opportunities as as things move forward because that's what this is about and um so yeah this is this is a, a different kind of training camp without the games, but I like it. Right. I really do.
0: All right, all right, e. D. We we, we got to go, man. I think you, you, just, okay, man. you just you just you just ended our streak. I think we went like two straight shows without mentioning radio, and uh and, and there. Oh and my their, bad. It, it took yeah the last minute of the show.
1: Uh, my bad, my bad. Uh... Hey, you know what? Why don't you cut that out? <laughs> no, no,
0: the people got <laughs> to hear anyone. this. The
1: people. Let's go got... back. Let's go back, and re- <laughs> let's go back and redo that. We'll cut that out so nobody hears that part. So every everything that I just said. You just stop it. You stop it right after your comment where you said, let's just get out of here. We're going to end it. We got another one in the books. And then I said, you end it right there.
0: Just, just end it. Our All ra- our radio, All going to say, please. <laughs> our our radio free days have ended. We'll see. We'll see if we can start another streak. Um, yeah. So that, that's it. Hit us up on, on social media at our haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. I'm at watch Ray Ray. He's at underscore bump and run on the old Instagram. You got any questions, remarks, whatever. Um, Uh, Let us know. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Another one in the books, ED. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Manscaped for Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Halock. Y'all be safe. We will see y'all next week. Peace.